Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and this is your weekly no-fluff self-development podcast for teachers. The High Vibe Teaching Podcast is the self-development you need to instantly improve your life and get through the crap holding you back. Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. Hello, you guys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to this week's podcast. Sorry if I touched the mic and it was annoying. I have not podcasted in a month. I batched recorded like four podcasts in a row, edited them, put them up, done. And I haven't been on the mic in a while. So hello, welcome. I'm enjoying this. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how my life is going, going back to in-person learning. Um, I'm going to dive into it in a moment, but I do want to give a little bit of a life update just in case anyone cares. We have like 22 days left of school at this point. It's April 30th and I still do not have a job yet. Um, I have not found a job yet and I'm actually, what is the word? Interested to know what's going to happen because, um, I was, I was hoping, trying to make happen, um, to get hired by March 31st, but it did not happen. And I'm actually kind of shocked. I thought I would find a job by now. I haven't even gotten an interview and it's not like I am scared. I'm just really understanding the whole hiring process in other areas. But, um, I think it's because I don't know, I don't know. It's just, I think it's taking longer than usual because of COVID. Like we don't know what it's going to look like opening up for next school year. Um, I mean, I'm in California, so we just went back to in-person two weeks ago. So I'm sure they're still working out the kinks and what next year is going to look like, how many people are going to retire, how many people are going to leave. But man, (laughs) am I going to find out last minute, like coming down to the wire, man. And because, you know, I'm getting married in 22 days and I would really love to find a job, get a contract, get an apartment by July 1st. Will it happen? I don't know. I wouldn't mind if it happened August 1st. I mean, I'm used to it. I'm, I feel like I have not had an easygoing summer going back into the classroom yet. My first year teaching was my first year. Um, my second year, was when COVID happened. So a year ago, this is my third year and I'm moving. So I feel like I am waiting until the summer, into the year where I literally have an entire summer, not to worry about anything random, like big life moments. But yeah, just want to give the update. I'm still looking. I've applied to six places so far, six, but I'm literally, this is my whole approach to it. My approach is I'm attracting the school to me. I want to find a school that's right for me. I want to find a school that I want to teach in, like with the right environment for me, with the right kind of coworkers for me, with the right kind of administration for me. I am ready for it. I'm attracting that to me by being open and just, you know, not worrying about it. So that's my approach to it. That's my approach to this job, uh, job search. But anyways, thanks for asking you guys. (laughs) All right. In other news, 
let's talk about wedding planning. Um, so we're 22 days away and I actually have a lot of help. Like my mom is helping so much. My cousin, Ashley, she's helping so much. She's like wedding planning. I'm getting married at, I'm getting married in my uncle's backyard and, uh, my gosh, wedding planning, man. (laughs) I am so excited for the wedding, but I'm really excited for the planning to be over with because it's like, I cannot do this long-term. I've already stressed out twice this week about it. And I know it's all in my head. I know it's going to be fine. But I don't know what it is. I am not enjoying the wedding planning process. I mean, it was fine. But now as it gets closer, I'm like, holy smokes, man. And I think it's because um, I'm working. So last year, I was supposed to get married in 2020. But obviously, we had to push. We pushed a year. Um, I would recommend you guys, I would recommend for people (laughs) who are maybe going to get married one day or whatever, if you're wanting to get married and you're a teacher, I would recommend getting married over a break. Um, like if I were to get married over summer break, I think it would have been a lot less stressful. Um, it's just because I have to take days off. I'm taking the Thursday, Friday before the wedding off. And then I'm taking the Monday off, but I just feel like it would be a lot less stressful if I did it over summer vacation or even winter break. That was a nice catch up. Thanks guys. Thank you. Um, also if you haven't followed me on my YouTube channel, I've posted quite a few videos over there. I've posted a video about me going back into the classroom. Like we finally started hybrid two weeks ago. I recorded that. I filmed it. It's up on YouTube if you're interested on that. And then when this podcast is out, um, I have another video going out where I just talk about what I did for the second week of school. And also the one that posted two weeks ago at this point, it's me showing you what I'm planning for back to school. And I just talk about um, why I decided to do that. And actually, I'm going to talk about that in this podcast. So let's get into it. Um, Let's do a little background. Okay. So March 2020. And actually, to be exact, March 13th, 2020, Friday the 13th, um, you know, we got told that we're going to take an extended spring break. So we're going to get an extra week off and then... You know, that came and went. Okay, it's going to be May 5th. That came and went. We weren't going back. And then they called it for the rest of the school year online for the rest of the school year. And then summer vacation came and I was hopeful we're going to go back. But then my hopes got crushed and we didn't go back. And then it was pushed until winter 2021. So January 2021. Okay. January 2021 comes. We're not going back still. I was crushed. Yeah, we weren't going back in the winter. So I'm like, oh, great. Okay, when are we going to go back? Like, I want to go back. Distance teaching was not fun for me. I didn't like it at all. The only thing I liked about it was I didn't have to commute to work. And I was literally able to sleep longer and then just be home longer. That's what I liked. I also have a whole podcast episode about what I'm grateful for distance learning because I believe in the words of Oprah that I loved that I heard the other day. 
She said life is a classroom. The world is a classroom. Absolutely. The world threw me with distance teaching and it taught me a lot. (laughs) So thank you, distance teaching. Again, I will applaud you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anywho, we're getting into February. Okay, are we going to go back? And then I felt we would. Still shocked it happened. It happened. We finally went back. But my district, in my personal opinion, took a very long time. Like, we just went back August 19th. And then my brother's girlfriend went back, like, two weeks before us. So we took a long time to figure out what was going on. And (laughs) now I'm finally back into the classroom. Um, My current situation is, so I have an A block and a B block. My A block, I teach 8 to 10 o'clock. Like that's the time I have to teach. And they're digital. So virtual, 100% virtual. These kids chose to be in virtual. Then from 10 to 11, I'm supposed to do intervention. And then at 11 to 11.55 is my lunch. I arrive on campus at 11.55. And by the way, I usually leave uh, my house at 11.30 every day. So I arrive on campus at 11.55 and then I do not have to get the kids until 12.15 because that's when they're coming in and they're getting checked in. We have to fill out an app. It's called Parent Locker. It's four questions. Um, Like, have you been exposed to someone who has COVID or like questions like that? There's only four of them. And then I sign it off and I show my phone to the attendance clerk or the office staff. And then I get my temperature checked, and then I go to work. And I teach the kids from 12.15 to 1.15, breaks at 1.15 to 125, and then 125 to 2.45, I'm teaching them. So about two hours over, I teach them. And uh, that's my schedule. And I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, It's really nice. I really like it. This is a this is the first time I'm sitting down, like thinking about the hybrid model of what I'm doing. Okay. So I still have to teach online in the morning and I hate it. I really don't like it. So in the morning, I still have to teach online 100% virtual and I don't really enjoy it. And it's actually pretty hard and kind of crazy that I have to do both at the same time. Um, I think the schools that had a designated 100% you're going to stay online for the whole year, that was a very smart move on the districts that did that um, because I think that makes sense. If you are a parent who wants your kid to stay online for the entire school year, that should have been an option. And I think that's an appropriate option to give parents some choices. But I think they should have designated a teacher to do that all year. And then um, the other teachers know that they could go back at any moment. You know, they kind of chose. We didn't get to choose at my district, which I wish we did. I would have chose to go back over another teacher who didn't want to go back right now. Um, And, you you know, maybe we could have gone back sooner, too, because there would have been like a plan in place. The teaching hybrid. I have, I mean, even to expect that I can do the same thing I'm doing in person online No, I cannot. Sorry. Can't do it. Because everything about distance teaching 
is so different than in person. And I can't. I can no longer teach two blank screens anymore. I can't do it. You guys, that was so sucky to teach to blank screens. Like no cameras on and like no one responding back to you. Oh my gosh, you guys. I am so happy it's almost behind me. (laughs) I hope I never have to teach online again. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) Unless it was completely different circumstance, but man, this was not fun for me. So yeah, I have 22 more days. I'm just going to get through it. I really wish um, like, <laughs> I didn't have to do virtual anymore, but it's fine. I guess I still need to stick with it for 22 more days. I'm sure it's going to teach me a lot of more lessons. And you know what? So, and honestly, okay, I'm being a little harsh. There are some kids on my group, in my group, they do participate and they do talk to me. So I'm very grateful for them because at some points I literally am talking to myself and it drives me crazy. I feel really weird when (laughs) when that happens. Anyways. So the first day, um, I already had this game plan in my mind. I was like, right when we come in, they're going to line up and I'm going to tell them one at a time to go into the classroom and wash their hands. I prepped them the week before online. I separated them into the two groups. I put them in the groups early. So I had the group A. You guys are going to stay remote, so we're not really going to talk about... um, I mean, we still actually talked about washing our hands, so that's not true. But um, my group B kids who are going back in person, I had to like prep them and get them ready for the classroom a little bit. So on that, the week prior to going back, we did a whole bunch of brain pop washing hands And it was really funny because I pulled up a random video and it was called Ryan's World. And it was, it's like this kid YouTuber who makes millions of dollars by reviewing toys. And it's very interesting because the kid's like in fourth grade and he makes millions of dollars off toy review product. Like he reviews toys on YouTube. So it's a very interesting business. And I played one of the videos because they do science experiments. So they did the experiment with the water and you put the pepper in there and then you put your finger in with out soap and then you put your finger in the soap and put the finger in and all of the salt repels against the soap. So it acts as germs. It's a pretty cool experiment, actually. I really like that experiment. But anywho, that's a honestly, you guys, hey, that's a good experiment. That's something that's actually like you can tie that into health and you can tie that into language arts and science, like reading about how the soap repels and doing a science experiment about it. That's a really good idea. If I had all the time in the world, I would just create ideas, fun ideas that are cross-curricular. Anyways, and it was funny because a lot of my kids were like, why are we watching this? Like, this is for babies. Like, what is this? I don't know. I thought it was funny because they all like were, was not liking this kid YouTuber. <laughs> Just random. It's, the name is Ryan's World. Yeah. So I already knew I was going to prep them. They're going to go into the room one at a time and wash their hands. And I do that every day. And I have 13 kids. I forgot to mention 13. And we couldn't have over 14. They weren't going to do... They weren't going to have the kids change teachers. So all the kids stayed the same. Like no kids changed teachers because we're doing the hybrid. So I wanted to just be all in person all day. 
but it worked out, I guess, because it's like really low key in the morning. And then the afternoon I just have to teach for two hours. So it's pretty fun, but, um, it works out in the end. But anyways, so yeah, they all come in, wash their hands, grab their Chromebook. And we actually started practicing gratitude this week. So, um, I have a whole episode about gratitude, but I have read this book called the magic and that book is magical. I'm telling you, I want to start a book club. Um, and I want to do like a Patreon style book club where we read a professional development as a group. I'm going to work out the details. Okay. It's going to be happening. Let me know if you're interested, please. It helps me like figure out details. So message me on Instagram if you're interested in the book club or give me a YouTube comment if you're interested in the book club. But I want to create this and it's something I'm going to be working on. But anyways, one of the first books I want to do in that book club is I want to read the magic for the first month because that book is magical. You guys, it's very good. And I'm going to read it for a second time coming up. I gave one of my best friends that book for her birthday and I want to start doing it with her. We read about practicing gratitude. We did like a close read of it. Yeah. So we read through the paragraphs. It's all on my YouTube video. I'll link it down below. And we learned about gratitude and how it produces a chemical in our bodies that help us um, combat diseases and viruses. And I think that's pretty freaking cool. And I have a whole episode about the science of that as well. So um, yeah, we're doing the gratitude and we're going to start on May 1st and we're going to list three things we're thankful for every single day. Three things we're grateful grateful for and I'm going to do it too. You guys, teachers, and like, I think that's really cool that I can literally sit down with my kids and make this like a lifestyle in our classroom, like a classroom norm. We sit down, we list three things we're grateful for, and they can be something so small, something so big. Um, I swear to goodness, I'm going to be creating a humongo, humongo, humongo gratitude thing product on TPT. I just, you guys, I need all the creative space that I can get. And it's hard right now because I'm wedding planning, but I'm itching for it. I can't wait, but I can't wait to see how it goes. Like, I can't wait to see how the kids act learning about the power of gratitude and practicing gratitude and seeing how it changes. I just used it as an example today. Like a kid was like, oh, I wish we had this kind of candy. And I was like, oh, well, I, I, and I just said like something like, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like, oh, well, I'm grateful for any candy or shouldn't we be grateful for any candy? Like, shouldn't we? I said something like that. Don't quote me, but they were like, yeah, we should. I already saw its effects. I already saw its effects. It's powerful. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it and try it. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're doing. I'm teaching them how to number paragraphs and cite from sources. That's what we're doing. I'm teaching them race, R-A-C-E, restate, answer, cite, explain. That is what I'm teaching them for the rest of the school year. And I'm making the topics about like gratitude, which is fun. And we're going to be doing a social contract and we're going to be making, um, we're going to be reading about the four agreements Um, of the classroom. I feel like I can make YouTube videos about all of these things or podcast episodes about all these things. (laughs) Sometimes you guys, when I'm podcasting and I'm in the flow, I get all these really good ideas. So 
I'm going to write them down. And I got it. I got it. I got it. I love when this happens, when I get a really good idea. Oh my gosh. I love when I get a good idea and I wrote it down. Man, adds fire to my fuel. <laughs> Just kidding. It adds fuel. It adds fuel. It adds fuel to my fire. Anywho, anywho, this podcast is a big rambling one because I'm just free flowing. But you guys, I'm just really happy that my kids are back in my classroom. I'm so happy I get to see them. I'm so happy I get to like laugh at them. And um, I only have 13 kids, which is really nice. I love a small class size. Um, This is kind of what I wanted to lead in with or continue on with is I hope that education will realize that small class size is the way to go because I really don't know how they're going to fix the problem of learning loss going into the future Uh, because I have kids that have never really shown up, not on grade level at all. Um, I see it in the... I see it like in person as well. They're, they're just at such different levels. Like they are on the high and then they're on the low. Like it is a full spectrum. So I don't know what they're going to do next school year. I hope and pray it is not going to be intervention. (laughs) No. Okay. You know what I don't like? I really don't like doing intervention. Like, you know what I don't like? I really don't like having to differentiate all the time. Um, I'm sorry. That is so much planning work. That is so much planning. It's so much planning. You know how I feel like it would be so much easier if we just separate, not separated. We just had the kids in different rotations, like kind of like middle school style. If we were all in middle school, especially upper grades, upper grades. Yes, I do think so. Um, lower grades, I think small class size for sure until second grade. And then let's start in third grade doing this idea that I created in my head. Okay. I think we should group the kids based on one type of score or something, some type of data that they're all measured on equally. It's the same exact kind of test and then going off teacher input as well. We group them by skill not by age slash grade. Okay. It's crazy to think that the kids are separated by age. When we know that people, humans, kids all learn at different paces and phases. It's like we act like everyone has the same opportunity across the board. Not the case at all. Some kids are read to like straight out of the womb. Some kids are never read to until kindergarten. Like I would love, I mean, I think this would be a good idea is just to separate kids based on skill. Um, that way, me as a teacher, I'm like, okay, I know the skill set of kids. All these kids need the same kind of like help. They all need the same thing. I don't need to make one lesson and fit it six, six different ways. What the heck is that? Are you freaking kidding me? Come on, come on. That, it's like that has to be a joke. (laughs) You honestly expect me to do that. That's so much. Like, I don't think you understand how much that is. Well, I mean, you do, you're a teacher. Unless you're not a teacher, then maybe you don't understand. But um, yeah, just group the kids. And as like, 
because that's what's best for them, in my opinion. Like, you know, all the kids are medium at math or something, or all the kids are like low in math. So they need a lot more. It's like literally called, what is it called? I know exactly what it's called. Equality. It's not equality. Equity. Equity. That's equitable. Giving each kid what they need. And who cares on the age? I think it should go off skill and to help the student, like the student. So I just thought of that. What do you guys think? Anyways, so that I'm just, I'm eager to see what is gonna, what it's gonna look like because hopefully, I'm being very hopeful, this is what's really gonna shake up education for the better for the better. You guys, I have a book. It's called Teacher Wars and I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Um, I'm reading like a really dense book right now, but the next dense book I read, I'm going to read The Teacher Wars. And I guarantee you our education system has been the same since it has been created. Like I guarantee you and it doesn't work. It's not working. You know what's so weird to me? I don't get like why... (laughs) We saw how fast education had to change, right? It literally changed in a snap of a finger. We went 100% online for a year. That changed so quick. That means it all can change so quick. Like, why is it taking so long to change? Oh my gosh. Like, thank you, COVID, for making this huge wave happen. Seriously grateful for that. And I'm hoping when we go back, it's really gonna, um, I hope it really helps. I know like the school, my school or like my district. And I think the schools in California got a lot of money for going back. So that's nice. I mean, honestly, you guys, I'm getting paid to attend a meeting after school at my hourly rate. So I, I guess I, I don't know how much I make a day technically pre-tax. I think it's like 365 bucks. I make a day teaching pre-taxed something like that. So if you took 365 and you divided it by eight hours, eight contract hours. Yeah. So I make like $45 an hour. That's what I will be paid for my time for this meeting. So it's cool. It's nice because we're seeing like more money opportunities, at least I am, and a lot more training opportunities as well. I'm happy about that. But um, we need some changes and we know this, but you guys, I'm so happy to be back in the classroom and I've said this. I'm just really, really happy to be back in the classroom. Very happy. And um, I'm excited to finish this year off. And actually, this just came up to me. Um, We also don't have recess. We don't have recess. And it is a bummer because I know my kids would love just to hang out outside and play with the dodgeball or play basketball or play, um, what is it, when dodgeball? I really wish they could. It's just a bummer because in other places in California, they do have recess. And I just wish we could have recess for the kids because it's like, please, like being outside is the best. And being outside, hanging out with the kids was always my favorite thing about teaching. Always love it. And it's just a bummer. But the good news is um, I'm happy that the aides at my school If one of the aides ever listens to this um, at my school, you guys are awesome. Thank you for playing with the kids. Every time I go out there, 
they're playing with the kids some game. Like they're playing red light, green light, or they're playing four square. Four square is really fun. And it's just really fun. And thank you for doing that for the kids because that is like a bright side for me. And it's definitely a bright side for them. So thanks because they need the fun and the movement. You guys, oh my gosh, I really think um, when I was teaching online, I felt like I was just shriveling up because I'm used to walking so much. And today I walked clear across the field and I was like, dang, this is a lot of walking because I'm not used to walking that much in the day. It's really sad. I take my dogs on a walk, but um, that's only for like 45 minutes a day. It's really sad. It was really sad at one point, but I'm so glad to be working outside my house. I'm so glad to be driving to work. I am still the worst at running late. I always run late. What is wrong with me? I need to fix that about myself. I am forever running late, forever. It's bad. It's really bad. We'll see on my wedding if I'm late. I'm going to say I'm not going to be late. I'm not going to be late. I am not going to be late to my wedding. Do you guys want to bet on that? Okay, I'm just kidding. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I do want to say thank you for every single one of you guys who listen to this podcast. This podcast is one of my favorite things. And if you could, please leave a review. It really helps me out. It helps it reach. It helps my podcast reach a lot more teachers. And I think what we do here is good work. I do. I think we're bringing the good vibes. We're bringing the good energy. And we're learning how to laugh at this crazy life that we live in being a teacher. I'm actually wearing a shirt today. It says, be the energy you wish to attract. That is, that is literally like my life's quote. I will say, I like that. I like that for my life's quote, be the energy you wish to attract. Absolutely. So, um, go ahead and follow me on Instagram as well. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, you can file, uh, find me on my TPT it's going to be linked down below. I think I'm going to need to change my TPT name. So it right now it's beautiful teaching, but I might change it to high vibe teaching. I think I'm going to have to just to keep it cohesive. And then I have a lot of work to do over the summer. So <laughs> I'm changing all of this stuff over. So I think that's what we're going to do. I want to keep everything the same, but thanks guys so much for listening. Um, I'll see you guys next week and have a fantastic week. Bye.